Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Hot diggity dog. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in beautiful downtown Van Nuys. And today. Wait, hold on a second. Indy has once again made an error. Funniest thing with turkey and stuffing is what he's written on the board. (sighs) Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Oh, yes. yes. Every day is Thanksgiving around here at Funniest Thing. Just as Foster McClellan recommended in a reading that I sent around this week. Um, but it is true. In these teachings, every day is Thanksgiving. And uh, the good news is, today's show is called Be Yourself, They'll Adjust. And that was inspired by a big buff guy at Bob's Big Boy wearing that t-shirt. I think it's called a bear. Well, you know, he didn't have a beard, though. No, it's the hair. on. I thought I had to have a beard. oh man we were talking about yogi bear yogi the bear um be yourself they'll adjust with sufi rabia archer so discouraging yourself is not god's will man (laughs) there's a lot of uh parents and uh, <laughs> a lot of teachers out there who need to hear this. Discouraging yourself and others, I would say, is not yeah. God's will. Neither is living your life under the concern of what others may think. Wow. Let's not hide our true power under a cloak of smallness or unworthiness. Instead, beginning today, let's honor our desires and dream big. Give yourself permission to pursue your desire, and every area of your life will be transformed for the better. On this episode, Daryl and Ed confirm the incredible benefits of just being true to ourselves. And during the second segment, everyone's favorite Santa Barbara Sufi, Rabia Archer, motivates us with today's reading, creative pattern, and with her amazing self. She prayed us in. We're very excited to speak with Rabia in the second segment. Yes. What a day. What a show. What an idea. We have so much good stuff. Are we going to kick it off with a reading? Are we going to kick it off with three breaths? Are we gonna? Well, I could share you share you this a real quick story of me walking yesterday and blessing, praying. I wasn't feeling totally like. Well, I'm waking my way like this. I'm working my way back to you, babe. Yeah, but it's back, me. Back, yeah, back to who you really are. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm working my way back to you, Ed. Um, and I was walking. I it actually worked out perfectly. 
I went to the Bucks, that Starbucks that uh, I've started going to recently, which was right near the framing store you were going to go to. And I was able to see that they were closed. Thank God I would have drove there. And that's the only reason I walked around the block to see. And on my way around the block, I found, I, I looked in the little birdhouse library, you know, the little ones and um, the free, free lending, li- lending libraries. And there was a deep breath of life by Alan Cohen. And so I was like, what are the chances of this? And I said, this must have been one that Daryl gave to one of the people that he was mentoring because it's old, but obviously never been read. <laughs> no, it's been used as an, a coffee. Uh, oh, yeah, someone put their coffee on it. <laughs> so I, pull, I pulled it out, and I thought to myself, well, I could give this to someone who, because this is a great morning reader. Yes. Um, and, but I just opened to a random page knowing it would be perfect, and it's called Real Authority. And it says, the words authority and authentic are derived from the same root word. When you are authentic, you proceed from the deepest place of empowerment within you, and your words and actions bear the most effective results. When you do not act authentically, you are not effective because you are moving from a place of fear or emptiness. The Bible tells us that people respected Jesus because he spoke with authority. When we tap into our divinity, the true author, God, authorizes us to be authentic, and thus we bear the highest and only authority. Let me not hide my true power under a cloak of smallness or unworthiness. Everyone is my equal in divine strength. So... You also had a back. Do you want you want to throw in that other cone while we're here, or you want to throw in something else? No, what's amazing is when I learned the di- the difference between a writer and an author. Oh yeah, sure. An author is an authority on the subject they're writing, mm. and a writer doesn't have to particularly be an authority. And an author can also write novels because it's authentically. From within. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's I, I was like, oh wow, that's what that That's the distinction there. That's the distinction. And we're writing our lives. So are we just a writer who's writing what someone else told us? Yeah. Or are we an authority speaking on behalf of our true self from that innermost part of our being that only we know? So that means we every day, moment to moment, get to decide are you gonna be the author of your life? Or are you just going to be the writer of the limiting ideas that we picked up, discouraging ourselves a little bit along the way? You know, and that's why the thing, the thing that is I don't think is that healthy in the public school system right now is it's so data-driven and it puts other people as the authority, almost like pushes aside our own creativity and says, no, you have to follow this. You, And that's not where good teaching comes from. It comes from that uh embodying that authority, that creativity, that of being an authentic human being. And through that, that's where we come up with the best ideas. That's how we figure out to, how to really meet everyone else's needs. I mean, all these needs, diverse needs, and, and include everyone. It doesn't come from someone else telling you you have to do it or pushing aside your own authority and saying we're the authority. That's not like it went from being like we, the, the teacher was the authority in the room to share these things, to being like the teacher turned into just like a, a computer and they put a program into you and you deliver the program. And that does not work. That's the same thing that happens with people. It's like parents or whoever it was put the program in there. And if we're just playing out that program, it doesn't work. It does not breed health. It does not breed success. It does not breed joy. And, the, and all of this stuff is about getting back to that. Well, yeah. Educate comes from educare, which means mm-hmm. to draw out of. 
mm-hmm. to draw help the student see their authentic uh, talents and gifts yes. and encourage that. Right. Not tell them to get a haircut and a real job and put on a pair of polyester slacks. Right. <laughs> like most right. of us thought or yeah. were told. I was thinking about this because there's a part of me that like takes a little bit of time in the morning. You know, thank God for the morning routine to even want to see human beings. Like, uh, there's another part of me that like does not want to see human beings, doesn't want to talk to them, doesn't like them so much. And uh, I was thinking about this just before the show because this show is just teetering sometimes on the weekend. Like today, I, I went back to sleep thinking I was going to sleep for ten minutes, and it was. I looked at the clock, and it was like an hour later, so I didn't have the time to do all the things that I do. Normally, like, you know, the full morning routine, I did still got some of it in because I would never leave the house without it. But just now I was thinking, when did this start? That And I remember when I, we first moved from New York, I was like five, you know, I would sit in my house and I lived behind the school where we, I went, this place was a dump of a school. Thank God I got a, a, moved across town eventually because they gave me a test and they put me in this gate program that was like for Out creative. here? Yeah, out here. It was a such a miracle because, but anyway... My grandparents lived in the upstairs of my house and um, here in California, in California, gotcha. they because they came to California with us and we had a two story house. And from that up, back upstairs window, I could see the school that I was if I was because I was sick a lot when I was younger. I think a lot of it because I didn't want to go there and I would like hide on the and I just felt like, who are all these strangers? I'm scared. I don't want to go out there. I don't want to, you know, like and I was just thinking. I think I've judged myself in the past for this and I've tried to like overcome that and, and tried to uh, find workarounds for that. But I feel like there's another part of me that's just realized like, no, that was my real self that was trying to figure stuff out and had a whole other idea about what it, what it wanted to be doing. And I really wasn't listening to it. You know, that creative sensitive part of me that was sitting up there you know, because I, I thought, oh, I, there's something wrong with me. But I, 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 I'm starting to think, no, that's like that's the creative artist in me. It was so overwhelmed by all that energy and didn't want any part of it. It felt like, and that was a very like until I got into the gate classes, that was very much like you do this, you do that, mean faces. You know, it just didn't feel good for me. Yeah. Anyway, so now I'm learning to be myself because I feel like that same part of me that was sitting in that room is the same part of me that writes music, that understands these principles. You know, that that creative, intuitive part of me. So, anyway. Well, maybe we should change the three breaths. What should they be? I'm working my way back to ourself. Okay. With a burning love inside. Working my way back to me, babe? Yeah, to me, babe. All right, let's try that. I'm working my way back to me, babe. With a burning love inside. Ah, working my way back to me, babe. With a burning love inside. Ah, I'm working my way back to me, babe. With a burning love inside. Ah. Now we're talking.
talk. Now we're talking. By the way, let's thank Indy. We already said hello. Thank you, Indy Chobo Studios. Yeah, thank you guys. Loving this episode so far. Get on the YouTube if you're not already. Get to that thousand sub. Yeah, baby. Okay, we want to thank Jeff Comfort. He's out there in Kansas City, Kansas. Yes. If you're listening on a podcast that's audio, wherever you listen to podcasts, everywhere they're available, you could thank Jeff Comfort for each week taking us right right into the comfort zone. I was winding up for a big pitch. I wanted to tell the YouTubers if you're seeing this. You can also listen to it on any podcast app yes. and double your pleasure because uh, that's, I mean, that's how this really all started. And that's how we use it is often is the, we listen to podcasts when we're driving around or taking a walk and or um, taking a nap in the afternoon taking a nap because then you fall asleep hearing good ideas. Yeah. And it's really um, the, you know, we, as this kind of public service ministry that we have here, by the way, thank you to the Patreon people who are contributing to it. And who are attending the, the the Tuesday Zooms, the Prosperity Zooms that we do? I noticed some people slid onto the Patreon under the heading "free." They, they somehow they like slid in, so they're getting into the. Uh, <laughs> and if that's you, God bless you. I, I like the way you got in there. So enjoy those Prosperity Zooms. You can press the button, contribute as little as three dollars a month, and it's. Uh, but we really appreciate them. Yes, we bless those. Yeah, because we actually. This uh, public service ministry, we uh, what, what, what we used to say that we uh, we pay for the privilege. That's right. To do this every week. That's right. Instead That's of right. going to a therapist, we invested we invest our money into making this show. That's right. To share these ideas, and fascinatingly enough, it seems to be working a lot better than just telling my problems to somebody. Yeah, in an office. You know what's so funny? You say that. I, uh, our friend Marion Spinelli, friend of the show, <laughs> came by my house on Thanksgiving evening because she didn't have wow. any, um, anyone to hang out with, and so she said, oh, "Can I come by for a hug and see Romeo? She loves my cat." Nice. And um, we had the most inspiring talk about uh, being transformed by the renewing of your mind, seeing people happy. Letting go of these crappy stories yes. we tell ourselves, which is a lot of what it means to be ourselves, is letting go of the crappy stories, yes. right? And that's all of it. So we were on fire. There was one particular person that she uh, was internalizing as if they didn't like her because of the way they were acting toward her. And I was like, try this. Just see that person happy. See them. Yeah. what, And then she started seeing them doing what they love, hiking. Like, yeah. And I started seeing it. And she thought this person was avoiding her because of something. She was like telling herself that the next day she saw him, had the most delightful chat with him. He waved and thanked her from a, 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 as he was leaving for a, car, a Thanksgiving card. He, he had, she had a totally different experience with him. And then she went to a therapy appointment and texted me and was like, I'm almost dying. I, like, I felt so good after you and I talked, and now I went to this therapist, and now I feel crappy. And I said, just go back to the joy part. Yeah. I mean, I'm an undercover therapist myself. I have a master's in spiritual psychology, for crying out loud. I, I intentionally did not want to become a therapist because I did not want to uh, sit in a, in a room. I've been bringing it to the, my work as a teacher and through this and everything else. But like Daryl's book 
says, which you should really get if you don't have it. It's called Break Out of Your Box. A lot of this stuff breaks us out of these boxes, and we don't just break them out of them boxes because the we're mad boxes. We're but it's like a toy. You got to you don't just look at the box. You got to take that thing out and play with it. Life is meant to be taken out. We are meant to come out of our box. And you know, like that's what I'm saying about like that part of me that was up in that room needs to come out of the box. I like I, I'm telling that part of me now, come out. Let's go out and play. Be your own weird self. It's so funny because. I've been listening to these angel kind of voices, you know, because people say, I listen to my guides. And I've been hearing that. I always do that. You do that. We hear those voices. And I've been coming out of the closet more with myself going, no, I really do hear these voices. This is how I teach. This is how I do everything. And I want to bring that out more as I come out of the box. And then I notice there's some judgments. Oh, I don't want to be some weird guy saying that I hear guy. You know what I mean? I like my own judgments about what that would mean if I come out of the closet and start saying what's really going on in that regard. And I'm driving home yesterday from a little uh, errand that that, uh, my father-in-law, Bib, Bob, had to sweep his garage and move this refrigerator out to the curb with my son. On Thanksgiving? I think it was the day after. But (laughs) here's the amazing part. You know what's the amazing part? We brought this big dolly and you know, he likes to give you some chores. God bless him. And, but turned out the refrigerator had wheels. I just, we just rolled it to the curb. It took two minutes. Everything went really quickly. Nice. But on my way back, I was thinking about this again, about, I realized there's a part of me that was like clinging to fear of not being normal. And like, I'm just a normal guy. And like, so I was driving, Elliot's sitting next to me, my son. And I've been turning everything over to God, like just spirit. Like I've been, uh, those voices are always telling me, just let, just let us breathe through you. Don't try to fight through this. Don't try to figure it out. Right. So that, that, but that judgment of not being normal and fear of like what that means. Cause I was, I was kind of, I had someone in my life named Mama B who would like yell that I had to be normal. And like, so if my hair got a little long, yell, you know, like music, yell, (laughs) like, no, don't do that. You're going to, you know, like, yell very angry about me when I show up not normal right so I had that fear coming up and out of nowhere my son turns to me he goes you know I just can't handle normal people yeah he's I was had the fear had the thought didn't say anything he turned to me he goes everyone I know that's successful is not normal that's true he said every one of them has their own swag he called it like you gotta have swag he said and I didn't even go like oh my god I can't believe I just listened and I just let those thoughts go. And I realized that's true. I don't want to be normal. I've never been normal. I don't want to pretend to be normal. Because normalized means you take all the possibilities and you put them in the average, in the middle. So you're cutting off anything that's outside of that norm. That's not how human beings are meant to function. That is not what makes you, you. And that will never be successful. So we have to become outside, break out your box like Daryl's book says, be our real self, and the world will adjust without even knowing it. Yeah, and what he means, he, when he says they have their own swag, he just means they're going with their intu- intuition, their yes. joyful nudges. Yes. Because even if you go with your joyful nudges in your day, they always lead yes. to something effortless. I mean, what I mean, breaking out of the box is just breaking beyond the limits we tell ourselves. Yes. About ourselves that keep us small. 
because yeah. we were doing the show, I was thinking about this. I told you before the show. Yeah. And, and I want to say that's important what Daryl says, and that's part of like what separates what the way you teach to where a lot of different people teach is this is he's not telling you sign up for my program. You need to st- you know like take this like aggressive action toward No. He's talked if you read his books and his stories, it's always about identifying that little limiting belief that he's believing that I'm believing and blessing it and being kind to myself and others and then that's the true way out of the box. Yeah, it's not and it's not about I'm going to break out of my box or I'm going to act with swag. That's that's a normal person pretending to be Something yes. they think is cool. That's right. But that doesn't work either. Right. The only thing that works is going beyond these little limits that I make for myself because I'm afraid, but I'm not seeing it really as fear. I'm just seeing that I'm making prudent decisions. Oh, yeah. Remember to tell them what seriousness means. Yeah. Seriousness is just fear pretending to be a grown-up. Yes. It's all it is within ourselves. So I was, there was so many things we were talking about. On the last show, I actually got the Seneca quote wrong because I was trying to paraphrase it. I didn't have it handy. Oh, this is so good. But the quote is really the key to freeing yourself to be yourself. Yes. So Seneca, who was... I don't know if he was Greek. I think he was Greek. Philosopher. While you speak. He said, it's not because things are difficult that you don't try. It's because you don't try that things are difficult. So in playing in like present day English to really drive it home for myself, basically take a little step in the direction you desire to go. And the difficulty disappears. Like, we tend to make big deals out of the things that we would really, that would really feed us, that would really set the ball rolling, that would really make us magnetic to opportunities. We tend to do chores, like busy work, before doing the thing that really makes us joyful, even in your little daily to do so list. True. Oh, he was Roman philosopher, statesman, or Roman. Gotcha. Tragedian, tragedian. And years ago, it's funny because uh, I I was sent to this. Did I tell you I got sent to Time Masters? Time Toastmasters. No, Time Masters. No. When I, okay, so right after I got out of the, uh, I still have some of their paperwork. Masters. Never heard well, of this is crazy. Yeah, I'm going to read this. We're, we're going to read something from Alan Cohen. So I'll read it now because it goes along with allowing ourselves to be ourselves. And I'll tell you this thing because it's crazy. And I've been reading it every morning, but I forget to bring it up because I think eh, it was no big deal. But anyway, so this is from the book that Ed just found in the garbage can. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I have my own copy. And we recommend it, Deep Breath of Life by Alan Cohen. And listen to this. This is great. There is no force outside of you that can determine what happens to you. But there is a very potent force inside you that sets the stage for every event you experience. Luck is not a capricious gift that whimsically falls into into our lap. It is a force we act 
activate with our thoughts, feelings, attitudes, words, and actions. At this very moment, you have everything you need to set into motion a chain of events that will change your life forever. So with Seneca's quote, you know, because I, when I do my morning routine, I write notes to myself to help myself. And when we do this show, it gives me something to focus on to really continue to grow and change. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay, how do I know what it is I am really, you know, supposed to be doing? What is the magical thing, the talent, or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Where I'm, wh- who I think I'm supposed to be? Because some of us don't know. There have been points in my life where I don't know. Yeah, sure. Okay. So there's a very easy way to, find, to discover this. Two things, because I was thinking, how have I done it? And I'll, I'll bring up Time Masters in a minute, because that's what helped me learn how to do this. First, dream big, meaning just, and it's so easy to do, just don't stifle or limit your imagination when you're thinking about what you desire to do, be, or have. Mm-hmm. So it could be anything. It could be something you're planning to do that today. It could even be, oh, I lost my, I lost, because this morning I lost my earbuds, my AirPods, or whatever you call those things. Right, right. And instead of limiting myself, I had a dream big. No, they're going to show up. I'm not going to tell myself they're missing. Yes. And what happens is you start to feel really good. Now, that's a very simple, seemingly insignificant thing to use this on. But start doing it with, what is it the one thing I've always dreamt about really doing? Mm. And maybe you've been stifling yourself. Yes, like music for me. Yeah, music for you, whatever it is. And just start thinking about that without limits. Yes. Be extravagant. Dream big about that idea. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the key component for after that. Lower the bar because lower the bar on your action towards it, which means the only thing that's required is to take, this is what I wrote to myself, is to take little steps. Yeah. Just a little step each day is all it takes to fuel. This is the big part because when I do this, I'm just like, I'll go, I don't want to do a painting. The reason I'm afraid to do a painting, I say, I don't want to do a painting, but it's not I don't want. I don't have time, or I don't have this, or I'm not ready, or this is, I got to set up. It's a little too cold. That's just, I'm afraid to do a painting today. That's not, I don't want That's to. That's so true. So once I get that, then I tell myself, all I need to do is give my, now this is dreaming big folks, Yeah, is permission to just draw a line today. I'll go in there, I'll set up. But as soon as you draw a line, what happens the paradox that Seneca says becomes a reality, which is taking that little step in the direction I want to go, the desire, the difficulty disappears, but even more so, it fuels my enthusiasm. Yes. And that enthusiasm is the magnetic force that brings opportunities and um, my freedom of expression, it like it releases it and opportunities and the right people. And I found the earbuds like that. I mean, just that's this morning's thing. 
Yeah, but this that's is it. That's so this was so this was Time Masters. Right after I got out of, I I went to the military rehabilitation center where it was all based on these spiritual principles. Right, which makes no sense at all when you think about the military, but it was teaching us the art of meditation and key loving yourself is loving god wow loving yourself is yes. loving god love is the most powerful force it ends wars it transforms everything so That's so true so they came about this by the time i got there because of a colonel in the army and the whole thing started i can't believe it was in the alan cohen reading because see how it says luck is not a capricious gift that whimsically falls into our lap. It's a right. force we activate with our thoughts, feelings, attitudes, words, and actions. This whole program came about because right after Vietnam, these guys were going, well, we got our asses kicked. Right. But um, when you're in war, you see a lot of miracles. Some guys just seem to have all the luck. Right. So the starting with this colonel, they started to go, well, wait a minute, luck can't just happen. There's got to be a sequence of events. And what was the sequence of events they found? Well, the guys that seemed to have the luck were utilizing this force, which you can call, you know, God, the universe, whatever. They were cooperating with the laws of love. Yeah. Which would elevate their faith or confidence, which right. just means with faith. So another thing I got, and, and proving this theory, so they're teaching that to me and another guy who's been on the show, Jeff Spikes, was in there with me, a Marine. I was in the Coast Guard. Well, right after that, I get orders to this thing called Time Masters. And it was, I get sent I, in, a, in a conference room at a hotel. Wow. And it was crazy because I told my friend Mike Dugan, I go, oh, no, why, what, how did I got picked for this or whatever? Right. So I show up, it's in Waikiki. I was stationed in Hawaii at the time. And I'm in there with all these like officers from different, wow. and I was an enlisted, I was an E3. I was like right. the low enlisted guy. <laughs> I was telling like, I don't know why I got picked. I still don't know who assigned me this, like, uh -huh. but it must've been someone who sent me to the rehab. There was an officer who was in my corner for some reason, uh, a commander. So in this Time Masters, the whole point of it was Einstein's uh, theory of relativity, that time is relative to our perception, to yeah. our attitude. Uh -huh. And the simplest uh, example he gives is two hours sitting next to a nice girl feels like a minute. Right. Sitting on a hot stove for a minute feels like two hours. Right. That's how Einstein made it simple for all. So in Time Masters, we're discover we were taught that, which we've heard and we've shared on the show many times, that your attitude, how you set yourself up in the morning, or how you're thinking about your day, that your attitude, which is your mental approach to life, or your perspective or yes. your your point relative to your day so if that point is positive like sitting next that frame of mind of sitting next to a nice girl well not only does time seem to shrink 
But now you're a master of time because living in this space, time can also expand because you're not living in fear. Yes. Like if you need to get to an appointment and you're saying, oh, shoot, I'm going to be late, time seems to shrink and you yes. hit obstacles. Just like luck is not a whimsical, capricious. Yeah. No. So you, you'll say things. Ed and I often have made no sense that I had enough time, but I just threw it over, you know, said, okay, I'm going to relax and I'm not going to panic. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, many, many things got accomplished in an amount of time that does not make sense. And then on another aspect of that, time expands. You're a master of time. Now your time expands to complete things and do things that you love yes. and accomplish. And it feels like it was a relatively short time because you weren't making a burden of it. Right. Like Emmett Fox says, you weren't taking the train. And that's the example he gives, which is of this time master idea or truth where in an Emmett Fox reading, he shares that it's funny how the conductors get off the train seeming more alive and relaxed and refreshed than the passengers. Same thing with an airplane. Right. You know, the flight attendants are just like having a good time. Yeah, yeah. But most of us, even though we were sitting in a seat for five hours, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, that exhausted, was exhausted. Jet yeah. lag. Because mentally we were taking the plane instead of letting the plane the, take the us. The engines, the cause, jet cause, engines. Right, because for the flight attendants and the porters, it was just another day at work. Right. So they didn't have that attitude. Yeah, I like that because he says they're letting the engine take the plane. Like, And when we're doing what you're saying, we're letting God take care yes. of us. We're letting life carry us. We're letting time carry us Yes. in the right, di in the joyous direction. But that's when we're being true to ourselves. Yes. And that's how we know when we're not. Because when I am pushing myself or enduring something, right. it's because I'm not allowing, I'm putting limits on myself. I'm telling myself stories yes. that are heavy. Yes, yes. I'm pushing myself or think I got to make things happen. That's right. That's right. Rather than, you know, just allowing myself to dream big, continue to re- Fuel the dream because that's God's will for us. And sharing our talents or success in that way. And success doesn't mean I've made it on a giant pile of money and I'm going to help people with my money. No, success means living yeah. and doing the thing we were meant to do. Well, how do I know what that is? And I'll give you another thing that helped me because I didn't know what it was in the beginning, even though I thought I should. Right. And it's this. Well, then just make being loving and kind yeah. your talent right now. Right. And I got results from that, which led to me discovering more and more of what I really enjoy being, doing, and having. But it's a daily thing because some days I forget what I really want to do. hundred. Well, then just go back to fault to, well... I know I can get in tune with it, God's will for me, if I just default back to loving. Yes. To being kind and loving and make that my motivation for service. Like, I'll make a postcard. I'll thinking of somebody else. How can I share this love and joy in my creative way? Yes, 100%. And then, boom, you're back in it again, mastering time. Well, because it's a frequency thing. Yes, there you go. Once we tune into it. The big self is already there. It's already living fully in ways that we know not of. 
So thank you, listeners. If you want to send us something, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Amy Bachelor was on last week. She said, Daryl and Ed, thank you so much for inviting me to your awesome podcast. It was truly an honor and a blessing to be part of your ministry. I hope it was inspiring to your listeners. Yep. Uh, you can go to Sent From Heaven's, uh, what's that called? A hyphen SB.com, Sent Like Smell From Heaven. That's her website with abiding <laughs> gratitude. Amy, which is perfect because today we have another prayer chaplain, an amazing person from Unity Santa Barbara coming through. So coming up next, everyone's favorite Santa Barbara Sufi, Rabia Archer, motivates us with today's reading and her wisdom and her love. The reading is Creative Pattern. Thank you for listening and watching Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed right here from Chobo Studios. Now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. All right, welcome back. Funniest thing, Daryl and Ed. We got a Sufi in the house, Rabia Archer, Santa Barbara's favorite Sufi. Yeah, Santa Barbara's favorite Sufi. Here she is. How are you? Yeah? Good, good. Daryl wanted to share one thing about um, that with us before we get started here. Oh, one last thing from Time Masters that they taught me that I never forgot is goals are not hard to attain. It's the habits that get in the way. Right. And the habits, it, they made it clear. These are just mental habits, mental, repetitive, limiting beliefs you have about yourself. So if you just watch when those habits come up during the day and just, that's a thing you could do too. Is just go up. Oh, this is just an old habitual yeah. way of thinking. And it takes the power out instead of, I always think this way. I'm never going to succeed. No, it's just an old habitual way of thinking. That's all it is. Yes. Yeah, that's what uh, Gunnar said was the original meaning of the word Satan, just these adverse, adverse thoughts yes. come up. You know, I want to share one little paragraph from Butterworth. You know Butterworth, Eric Butterworth? Yeah. The Butterball, as I like to call him. <laughs> he has a book called Celebrate Yourself, one of my favorite books. He said, listen to the voice of silence within. It is saying to you, and this is, what it, this is very helpful with what Daryl was just saying, because when that voice is loud, we got to go back to the silence within to remember who we are, and it will recalibrate that outer voice. It'll wake up. That little kid inside that's freaked out will go, oh, my God, I'm divine. It says, it is saying to you, you are a unique and wonderful individual. You are important. You are not just a statistic, but a vital part of the universe. Truly, you live in its center. You are its center. You are God's living enterprise. God has something wonderful to say through you, which he can only say as you. Man, everyone in the world needs to hear that. God has something wonderful to say through you, which he can only say as you. The cosmos can never be quite complete without Rabia Archer. He wrote that. I'm I can't believe you knew you were going to be on the show today. Praise God. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So you've heard us going on. Did you yeah. have any thoughts bubbling up about this topic? Oh, amazing. 
I want to start out by quoting Daryl. Dream big. Dream big. Dream uh-huh. big. That's God's will. That's right. God's will. Yes. And um, we all want God's will. Not my will, but God's will. Uh. Because when I truly surrender to God, and I truly want God's will rather than my will, so much better than anything I could have ever imagined. There's been certain times in my life where I have like reached a level of surrender where I can see things happening. Right. And it is so much better than when I'm in charge. So much better. So true. I was thinking that, about that yesterday, yeah. And so um, I work with a lot of people who want to surrender to God and want guidance. And that's like such a big word, like guidance. Like mm. how are you going to get your guidance? Mm. Um, and I know a lot of people just pray every day. They try to turn their fear over to God and then ask God for God's will, and then ask for the strength to carry out God's will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so to get guidance, like what do we do? And what I've really learned is the first step to getting guidance is being grateful mm. and noticing the guidance you've already received. Right. So if I say, oh, beloved God, thank you, for telling me to, I, I actually had this thing happen this week. I was taking a bag of clothes to the Goodwill, and I just threw in a fanny pack at the last minute, literally, as I was walking out the door. Mm-hmm. And I got a message that, oh, I should check that fanny pack to see if there's any money in there. And the message was actually strong enough. I And then I thought, well, I'll do it, you know, when I get to the drop-off. But the drop-offs always, there's always somebody waiting behind you. So I thought, I'm going to pull my car over and look. And there was a moment as I was picking up the fanny pack that I realized, well, this was guidance. Yeah. This wasn't me being smart enough to say, don't take a fanny pack to the Goodwill without checking the pockets. So there was a moment I knew this was guidance, and then I knew there was going to be money in there. So there were $60 in the fanny pack. Wow. But so back to getting guidance, we're getting, the point of the story is, we're getting guidance all the time. Yeah. And I just, because I focus on that, I knew that it wasn't me being smart enough to check the fanny pack. I knew that came from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And um, when we start recognizing that and being grateful for that. Yes then it just, you notice it's happening constantly. Right. It's just happening constantly. We almost can't be not grateful for it because you're so like, whole, like thrilled by it in the moment. Yes. The other day I was having a problem with my computer and it wouldn't do a hyperlink the way it was supposed to. Just highlight, click on this chain, boom, it's a hyperlink. No, I shut the computer off. I turned it on. I refreshed. And I go to do it again, did the same mistake. So I said, you know what? I, I, God's going to take care of this because it's not working this way. So I went to do it one more time. And instead of doing proper procedure, I just had this weird intuition to press, you know, how when you have a page, you can 
make the paragraph centered right, right. or oh, okay. left yeah, or, yeah. Or, or right. Or, so I just go, I don't even know why. Uh -huh. It made no sense to do right. that. So I highlighted it. I clicked the link button. And then I just went, click on the center, like uh -huh. center your text. And it worked. <laughs> and I go, holy cow. Yeah. Like, how did I come Because nothing would have made me think that, right. that, number one. Number two, why the heck did that work? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it makes no logical sense. But I was just as thrilled. I didn't go back to, well, there's still a problem because I have to do this. No, I was, like, so thrilled. Yeah. I was like, that was guidance. Yeah, you know, I had the guidance. I was looking for something to eat the other day. I was off. And I thought about this place that I don't often go, Time Cafe in Santa Monica, which is really good. And I looked at the menu, and I saw this chicken salad sandwich. I don't often even get chicken salad. But for some reason, that was like, that's, get that. And then I thought, I'm on my way over there going, do I really want to go there? And I thought about this pizza place. I go get over there. It'll be quick. I like, but I, like, it didn't feel good. Right. So I was like, forget it. I'm just going to go with this idea. And it was the best chicken, for one, best chicken salad sandwich I ever ate. For two, I was sitting across from a woman that looked like my mother. I texted you this, and I've been blessing my relationship with my mother, and, like, mm, I can't I hold it the way I've been holding it in the past. I don't want anything to do with that. It's got to be joy, light, love, you know, returning to the healthy place where it belongs. Mm, beautiful. And she looked like my mom, like, carefree, happy, light, and that's uh, Daryl's number one thing when you're praying for people to see them happy. So I was like, I texted him. I said, looks, I feel like I'm looking at my mom. She was really happy, and... Um, carefree and not burdened by things. And so she was, and then at the very end, we locked eyes and she's like, are you eating the tuna? I go, no, I'm having the chicken salad. She's like, this tuna is amazing. I said, this chicken salad is amazing. <laughs> and we like celebrated this thing together. Crazy. And it was all because the reason I say that is because this one clear, easy idea came to me immediately. Yes. Something I wouldn't normally do. And I almost, I'll, so I'll just do something easy, like what I, and I guarantee it wouldn't have even been easier because I ended up finding a, a very crowded area, the perfect park, everything. That's right. how it works. You're like That's riding on yeah. God's Absolutely. wave, and it always leads to better than expected outcomes for sure. Oh, yeah. I love that. Riding mm -hmm. on God's wave. Yeah. 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 And it is always better. It's always better. It doesn't always make sense. Yeah. It doesn't always make sense, but in the end, it's so much better. And it is a wave because it's a frequency, you know? Yes. Absolutely. You know, ever since last week, I, I've been talking a lot about music. I've been, you know, Daryl's been pushing me in that direction. You know, I've had a lot of resistance to it because of the re experiences I had in the past, because of what I was told about it, the way I held it, blah, blah, blah. How am I going to do it? Why would I do it? Blah, blah, blah. I just started letting it in. And I was at, you're, I, you're talking about guidance and I've been wanting clarity on guidance. And I was telling Daryl, I've been having to let go of a lot of these judgments because I hear that guy. I talked about it in the beginning of this segment. But ever since, first of all, I remembered a song that I wrote called I Hear Them Spirits Yelling Again. I better wake up and grab my pen. They say they're wondering where I've been. They're showing me the world to want my opinion. I hear those spirits loud and clear. Suddenly the walls just disappear and things that are far and things that are near start spinning round and round me in this great big sphere. And I was writing this stuff before. I, that's another blessing of meeting Daryl. Before I had the books, like art, right? Creativity led me. And then I was like unwinding it from there. Yeah. But so I found that song. And then I found like a bunch of other songs I had written. Then I remembered I've already written hundreds of songs. And then I started <laughs> learning those. And then last night I was driving to 
do something and I remembered, oh, it's Friday night. I said I was going to do this open mic and I didn't have my guitar, which turned out to be a blessing, but I pulled into the open mic and I got to watch it without being like a desperate performer or wanting any. And I learned a lot. I learned about like, how do I want to perform? What energy do I want to bring? What does everyone else bring you? Well, you know, like mm-hmm. it was so good, but it was, again, it was the guidance. I just happened to be driving and I yeah. saw it. I had forgotten all about it. I go, oh my God, exactly. I said I was going to be there. Now here, here I am. And I don't have my guitar, but that's perfect too. Yes. It's the guy, it's, it's a lot of like being me is also a lot about letting go of the weight of trying to be myself. It's not about try. It's about knowing that I'm fully supported by God to be myself. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Fully supported by God to be myself. Right. And then when 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 that guy's shirt said, be yourself, they'll adjust. I was telling someone, he was like, yeah, then they'll have to adjust. But I said, they'll adjust without even knowing they're adjusting. Because I'm adjusting my vibration and now the world is responding to me differently, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. When we were thinking of the show title, the first thing that came to my mind with be, be you, they'll adjust was be yourself and they'll love you for it. Yeah. Because all those nice. people that That's a better title. think, you know, they're going to have a problem with it. That's, there's, I, there's this saying that I wrote down and I tell myself often it's not it's not what other people what other people are going to think about me that prevents me from being myself it's what I think those other people are going to think of me that prevents me from being myself exactly but the truth is they end up Loving us when we're ourselves because we're our best self. And we're giving right. them permission to do the one yes, thing everyone exactly. wants to do. Yes. And Daryl never remembers this, but he has a chapter of his book, What If Godzilla Wanted a Hug, with that title of this. Here's a little saying. I just kind of think, you know. That's no, it's, true. A cha- it's actually the title of one of his, the chapter of his book I did as well. forget about that, folks. It's, no, yeah, <laughs> it's, al- it's also in the opening flap of Break, Break Out of Your Box. Nice. Is it? Yeah, it's the opening page. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Holy really? moly. That's where I, I first get read a it. copy of my books. That's why we love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we love this guy. Yeah. yeah. It's great. But guidance is an amazing thing. Uh-huh. And there's so many different ways to get guidance. You know, a lot of people talk about that still small voice inside listening to that. I noticed, Daryl, you use the word intuition a lot. And just, you're so aware, like you were saying, you know, I got there, I walked around the block, mm, you know, mm, mm. you know that the things that are happening on a daily basis are actually guidance. Right. And then the more you acknowledge that, the more guidance there is. Yeah. And the happier, higher, bigger vibration, the dream gets bigger. Yeah. The dream gets bigger. And you can, as you said earlier, Daryl, you just take those small steps. Yeah. You have a big dream. And then you just take the small steps. You just move that direction. Yeah. And and when you say that, it just reminds me that it was was there from the beginning. Yeah. And all the times that we didn't follow the guidance, it just further teaches us the the value of of all the times I didn't follow the guidance, as painful as it might have been, like the years that the locusts of it, they're being restored. Yeah. Because like the whole me that's been there all along is just coming back to life. You know, the me that was hiding up in that room when I didn't want to go to school is still, it's not that, Oh, that, that was so tragic. No, it's like now that part of me is now the part of me that at 50, almost 50 years old, the part of me that wrote all those songs. Now I actually live those things 
now I'm in a better place to sing those things. Yes. Before they were like for me to learn and I've been learning. And now I'm like, oh, I know what this means now. Like I really do. Yeah. It's not just I'm like, oh, look at this funny thing I wrote or this amazing thing. Or it's not just, it's more, this stuff has, I'm living it now. You live you know? it now. Yeah. 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 You live it now. Right. So now you can be an authority instead yeah. of feeling like yeah. an imposter. Which also means I'm like less pretentious and, and less needy. And yeah. I can be that silly old fellow who just laughs and goes about my business and blesses everyone in the process, you know? Yeah. We can be who we are. Yeah. That authentic self. Yeah. We can be our authentic self. Because it's certainly not me that writes these words that come through my head. I mean, it's me that writes them. It's certainly not me in the, in the personality sense of where this stuff comes from. And that's what I'm coming to see more and more. Like, it's not like a choice if that's, well, it is me. It, it is me coming through and it is me, but it's not like a choice of should I, shouldn't be a, or a musician or not. It's like, no, the music is coming. Mm-hmm. I definitely signed up or whatever that is. I'm like, I want to do that this time right. around. And it definitely, it just comes, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's those, those really deep inner desires that we have. That's really the message from God. I mean, yeah. I like the word longing. Like we, we long for certain things. And then if we respect that longing, yeah, we know that that's from God. That's like the love connection. Yeah. You know, if we really pay attention to our hearts, really pay attention to our souls, there's a longing there. And that's the direct communication with God. Right. Well, the best part is when we do follow that, whenever I follow it, I am provided for. Oh, good point. I don't end up having to starve to do it. Right. Because that idea is not, then it's not God's will if you're starving to do it. Yeah. Yeah. this, This one guy in a chapter of his book, you know, like all books, sometimes there's things in there that don't jive with the truth, and I'll just take what I can use and leave the rest. I don't throw the whole book out. Right. But he was saying, yeah, if you're going to be an artist, get used to it. Oh. Uh, you're going to, you know, you're going to be not, you're, you're not going to be making money. I'm going, well, that's a bunch of crap. Because mm-hmm. everyone I know who's an artist and really enjoys what they're doing, they're well provided for. You know, they, yeah. they're right. doing well. Because, and they're doing well in every area of their life. Right. They're healthy. Mm-hmm. They're alive. I mean, look, Cher loves to sing. And she's, what is she? She's in her 80s. She's got to be. And she rehearsed in the rain for Thanksgiving Day Parade the day before. And she does the, show, she does the song for the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And she's smiling, enjoying it. Yeah. And it's funny because there's even a part where I caught her like looking at one of the dancers, not like, okay, we've got to keep in step. She's looking at one of the dancers and was enjoying what the dancer was doing mm-hmm. in the moment. Yeah. And and look at her. I mean, Joy. she's happy. She's joyful. Mick Jagger. I mean, he's, what's he, like 103? Uh, Keith Richards, yeah. who thought no one thought would live past 30. These guys love what they do. That's and right. their their six their every area of their life reflects that they're doing God's will, and they're sharing it with all of us, and all of us enjoy it being shared with us. It's right. a gift. But, but instead of thinking, 
oh, well, he's lucky. No, we should be thinking, mm-hmm. holy cow, he and she is giving me permission to do whatever it is, the thing that I really enjoy doing, yeah. that I know I enjoy and would love to do if I wasn't telling myself I couldn't. Because that's mm-hmm. all it is that's holding me back from any of these things. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great Mike story. Dugan taught me that. He said, this was my mentor, who was just a regular guy. When I was choosing art to go to art school after the military, because I didn't, I didn't have, um, they didn't have the GI Bill then. They had something else that I didn't contribute to. So uh, there was one school I applied to in Seattle. This was like 1989. And I was all excited because that was like the place to be then, kind of. And then I went to New Jersey to visit my brother before I was going to make this trip to Seattle because we hadn't seen each other in a long time. And I didn't get the financial aid because I didn't have any other income. I'm out of the service and I didn't have, you know, parents to pay for it. So he said, well, where are you now? And I told him, he goes, well, why don't you apply there? And I go, I didn't get financial aid. He goes, Daryl, if it's God's will, God pays all the coin. Mm. And what happened? Not only did I not need financial aid, the school I did apply to ended up giving, I was calling Mike, you're not going to believe it giving me a um, merit scholarship. So I was paying like some ridiculous amount, like $400 a semester. That's great. But it really is. That's why we need friends too to help. Cause even when I'm pursuing the thing I love, sometimes I'll put parameters on it while I go here and apply for financial aid. It's fine to take that step, but you gotta be open if that doesn't happen, doesn't mean now I got to lean into throwing it out the window oh, right. or thinking I got to find a new way to finance college. No, apply somewhere else. And if it's not God, God will pay the coin. Mm-hmm. It sounds sacrilegious, folks, but it's not. No. Because we came here, like Florence Scovel Shin says, financed by God. You yeah. came to this earth financed by God. It's only sacrilegious to the... The fearful voices, right? That's that's that. Let's say, get a haircut and get a real job. Yeah, Yeah. you can't do it because it's not a haircut. They get scared, and it's not even not even any of their business. And they're scared for us, and they're trying to they're because they're projecting out the fears that are keeping them. That's right, right? because you're breaking free, and it can make other people upset. Because what that says to them is, "Holy cow, that's Mm -hmm. possible for me to do." But oh, I don't have the guts yeah. to yeah. do that. It's it's like what I'm hearing while you're talking is there's like almost a shift happening in the mass thought form that like you have to have a haircut and a real job to support yourself. But really, the truth is what you need to do is listen yes. and That's know right. what it is you God wants you to do. Yeah. And let yourself do it. Let yourself. Right. And then you'll be provided for. Yeah, because the, the brain, I was listening to the Course in Miracles thing. They were saying that that disconnected ego, they call it, you know, like in spiritual psychology, ego is just your mind, your thoughts, your body, and your emotions. And then they say the, the framework is then we have this authentic self that lives beyond those parameters. But when this ego 
is disconnected from our authentic self, which is connected to God, then it's scrambling to do everything's just rational. It's trying to manipulate the three-dimensional reality. And so it's scared for it's literally for its life. So when someone else we encounter is stuck in that and we tell them we're going to go out and have fun, they're literally yeah. thinking they're yeah. trying to like save our life. They're trying to save their own life because they're so scared. And I was thinking about this because they were saying like, it's like trying to ask that mind to understand, to know God is impossible. It can't, it doesn't, we have to like reconnect and bring love to that part and remember, you know, wait, awaken to our divine self. And I, and I was thinking about this, um, with music, I was thinking it doesn't make any sense what music even is if I'm trying to look at it through that disconnected, like, why? That's like, you know, the, the, the get a haircut. Why do you want to do that? You're like, what's that going to do? Like, and then in the song, the George Surrogate song, he's like, I'm making more money than right. my brother Bob, who has the who haircut. got the haircut. Yeah. And the real job. Because you got to have the audacity to do something that makes no sense to the rational mind. Why, if I grab a piece of wood, a box with some strings on it, and start strumming it, and I start singing, it doesn't matter. It, it affects us. It, it, mm -hmm. it taps into our, we, are, our, we vibrate with it. But I was just thinking about that. I'm tickled by it because I've been in these environments for so long that are so data-driven and so they think they're so rational and mm -hmm. they're only rational if God doesn't exist. You know, like once you see that God exists and is in, in every student and is in every person involved, then these parameters make no sense at all. So That's it's amazing. cool to be doing stuff that I want to do, but makes no sense to that part of my brain. Like, but I, I want to do it. I desire, to, uh, it feels good to do it. I can feel that when you move your arms, like you yeah. put your arms up and said, like the ego, yeah, you know, the thoughts, the feelings, uh -huh. and then just disconnected from that authentic self. Yeah. And that authentic self is connected to God. Right. And all, everything you need is right there. Yeah. I can just feel that when you put your hand there, like how separate that was. Right. And then, Yeah, it's horrible. How connected that authentic self is to God. Well, and and then yeah. when you're up here, yes. that's when you're listening to someone tell you to get a haircut. And yeah, get a real right, job. and right. it makes sense then. Like when you're in that fearful place, it, oh, it, you start listening to what everyone is telling you, right? Instead that, of being in that authentic place, right? Surrendering to God. I was just going to say the last thing is that's you're helping me to see why when I work with kids or anyone, like when I, my friend came over the other night, like. When, or when I talk to Daryl and he's on fire and I'm like a little off, it's like we become like a tuning fork oh. yeah. for someone else. And then they get in tune and then they don't have the issue that they have. Like a student who had a learning challenge in this way because they're what other people don't always see is no one can learn or do their best when they're terrified and they're doubting themselves. So if I meet with them and retune themselves to realize, dude, you have everything you need inside you, then they start tapping back into the well of their whole self. Some, a lot of the challenges they were having just disappear because now they're just, it's like tuning a guitar. Now they're right. in tune. Exactly. And, and that works. So for me, that's the only way. I don't want to waste my time doing all the other stuff. I'd rather just help people get attuned to who they really are than go about their business. Get right? attuned to who you really are. Yeah. Well, that's why I can't ask people, what do you think? About right. any of my good ideas. Because <laughs> when you were saying when people are in this ego, they're actually 
terrified for their life. And I started thinking, all these things I did, so many people were trying to protect me from doing them. Because I was thinking specifically, when, when I was deciding, I go, holy cow, I could buy a place in New York City. When the, the circumstances came up that seemed outrageous, and I tell some people, hey, I could buy this place in New York City. They went, oh, that's crazy. I would never buy in New York. And all right. to do is 1992. Exactly. And, but I was so excited about, like, that's the thing. If you get in tune with yourself and you're so enthusiastic, it's like they could tell you anything that seems reasonable because it seemed unreasonable to them. But I just felt excited by the idea. And so oh, what's the big deal? You know, so what? I, if, if, if the worst thing that happens is I give it back to the bank and my down payment, what the hell? That's nothing. So I do that. Then when we decided to move to Los Angeles, oh, you're moving to Los Angeles. What are you going to do with your places in New York? And then I had places in New York. And I was like, ah, I'll rent them out. Ooh, I wouldn't trust tenants. Ooh, from far away. <laughs> But I was so enthusiastic. <laughs> and the problem, though, I did have was, thank God I don't listen to those people when I'm ready to, to, to mm. jump ship. The problem comes later when I start feeling like I've never really amounted, I've never really done anything. Because I tend to meet a lot of mm. people who haven't done much but talk like they have. Mm. And then I start dismissing what I did. And the reason why That's I dismiss dangerous. it is because I, it didn't feel like I worked hard to get it. And oh. it didn't feel like I worked hard to get it because I was just going with God's will. That enthusiastic, yeah. you know, right. you're going to apply to this school. Okay, Mike, I'll do it. You know, and then I was drawing in Gramercy Park and there was this for sale sign on these buildings. I never lived or owned in New York City. It was a co-op. Instead of something secure like a condo or a home, mm -hmm. I didn't know what co-op meant, you know, but I was just like, why not? And once my mind, this is the thing. Once your mind clicks, because I was retracing, when does all this stuff work for me? It works the moment my mind clicks to, I could do that. Yeah. As soon as my mind clicks yeah, to, yeah. I could do that. That's when I'm in God's will. Because then... I do it and I'm and I'm immune from harm. Right. I'm protected. Like it says, mm -hmm. like all these mm -hmm. verses in the Bible, if you mm -hmm. follow the the way of the righteous is never met with any harm. It just means the way of right thinking, right thinking means in harmony with that guidance. And it was like I I've never suffered any ill consequences from any of these properties financially or or otherwise. And same thing would go into that school and other things I've done. And the key thing is practicing it in the little things, like mm -hmm. the little things. Like if something goes missing or you got to go to the doctor, you have to think big in those moments. Mm -hmm. And then when the mind clicks in those moments, oh, yeah, I could do this. Right. Right. That's right. Then it's, it's, e I, it's magical after that. Yeah. yeah. When you know you're aligned and you're yeah. headed the right direction. Yeah. And it's God's will. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. I have to go back to what you said about um, it's got to be hard. That's such a common limiting belief. Yeah. It's got to be really hard work. 
You yeah. know, if I'm going to have something good or right. something's good's going to happen, I'm going to have to work really hard for it. Yeah. And it's really just the opposite. Well, and that's why I could think I'm an imposter too, mm-hmm. because right. it didn't seem hard to get here. So I don't really know what to talk about. Oh, who am I? These other mm-hmm. guys on TED Talks, they really worked hard to get that. So my, I devalue it. Mm-hmm. But instead of no, that's what I should value because yeah. I was going with a higher guidance. Well, yeah. And you find out. And you and I both know this, that, um, and I know this through, like, because my father-in-law loves going to, like, the tennis club where guys own, like, big-time businesses or whatever, you know, like, the mm-hmm. what people think of as, like, the rich people. Right. And a lot of, you know, it's just like they like to pass around the story of I did this myself and Ugh. it was hard. But then if you really talk to any of them, someone had money and helped them out. Someone showed them the way. So, like, but that, because of that insecurity, people don't, think that there's enough power in that story, just like we're saying, you know, and it's yeah. like, but then they end up like Telling being in a little club where everyone's telling the same lie and they think, that, and they're, yeah, they're just telling the story and leaving God out of it. Yeah. Because they all got guidance somewhere along the way. Yeah. Big time. They were, they were getting guidance. Yeah. They just didn't recognize it as right. guidance and they were just giving themselves the credit. Right. For making the good decisions. Yeah. Like I said, I could have given myself credit for, oh, I'm taking a fanny pack. I should check all the pockets. Yeah. Because it kind of felt like it was just my thought to do right. that. Right. Yeah. But there's a moment where you have to say, oh, that wasn't my thought. Yeah. Yeah. And these people who had these successful businesses, they got guidance. A hundred percent. A lot of them had parents, uh, had a wife. Who had money or had a mom right. who got into the business before them. They like leave my, that out of the story. And yeah. yeah. And I understand because when insecurity takes over, it starts going, yeah, don't tell them this. You know, and I, I can understand that. But it's just the most, the really most successful people are the ones, for me, who just laugh all that off and yeah. just admit it. Like, I have no idea how this has all come together. Right. But it has. And I like, you know, Abraham Hicks makes the distinction that like, when we're really flown, we're receiving these thoughts. We're not trying to think, you know, like we're right. not trying to think. No. We're, and that's what all these practices are for is to get us into a state of receptivity. Receiving. You know? Yeah, just to be receptive yeah, to and, be. and let our guards down and like un, unpack all that stuff and just be loving. Because like you said, when we're in a state of love, nothing nothing can harm us, nor would anything really want to harm us. No. And, and my friend Mary, who came over, she has this great practice where she— imagines the angels, these big, white, fluffy angels walking around the space where she is. Like she was in a restaurant and, and it was so full of loud people. And the only and there was two like younger people over here and they were laughing and joking and they were loud too. But so she's, and there wasn't like any tables left and she started imagining these angels. And like she did that. Then a couple minutes later, she forgot about it. And like the whole place cleared out. Except for those two joyous teenagers, as you said. And she said it. It was a great reminder. She's like, because they were already in the light, so they stayed. Everyone who wasn't in the light. And it wasn't an act of force or anything like Mm -hmm. that. We just turn on the light. And that's why every time we turn on the light, the people who are small-minded and can be scary before I turn on the light. If I just turn on the light, I don't have to fight with them at all. They're not going to want to be around it if they, unless they want to let go of it, you know, like that story, but they're not even going to want to be around, which is fine by, you know, fine by me, you know? So beautiful. it's funny. I, I, that whole story about me being 
not wanting to go to school at all. Like I can feel it. Like this, like I knew like that is not where they're teaching what I am here to learn. I think really more than anything else. And it's like, I still don't learn that way. I still don't want to learn that way. And I still don't need to learn that way because this God stuff is just, it's so powerful. So amazing. So life affirming. Well, because that way of teaching is trying to stuff information into you. and And then you memorize things. The people who really get all the accolades, most of them are just good memorizers. Right. They're able to get all that information into their noggin and spew it back on the tests or in the. Mm-hmm. But I I had no interest in it, so I wasn't. I would try to memorize, but it's all oh, who cares yeah. about these dates? I could care less. Right. You know, I mean, what am I going to do with this? I was right. constantly asking myself, how is this going to help me in my future? Especially since my dad was dying at the time, my mom's a town mm. drunk. Mm. I'm like, how is this information going to help me? Mm. Like I'm. I'm like in big trouble here. Right. Like this is a waste of my time. Right. It would have been better if they taught me how to balance a checkbook. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember thinking mm-hmm. that like when my dad died, I was like, holy cow, I don't even know how to balance a checkbook, anything. I need yeah. help. You right. know, I wouldn't ask because I, I thought if I let anyone know I couldn't balance a checkbook, I'd be seen as weak or stupid. It's just like I thought I was a coward because I felt afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know everybody feels afraid. <laughs> right. I just thought I was a coward because I was the only one who felt right. afraid in certain instances. I hear you. Yes. So I thought I was the coward and other people never felt that feeling because no one ever told me, oh, I feel afraid too. And I was too afraid to let people know I felt afraid. So, of mm. course, no one has the opportunity to say, oh, right. I feel afraid too, man. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. This uh, Foster McClellan says, let us absolutely refuse to live in caves of sickness, lack, unhappiness, or fear. Let us absolutely refuse to have any more empty, void, or fruitless days. If there are things in our life that appear to be not right, they can be made right by the right attitude. There's something in man pushing to come forth. I can feel it, and I know you can too, my friend. There's something within us that can solve, dissolve, or resolve the nightmares of the mind. Man was not created just to solve problems. We were created as an instrument to make great things happen in this world. Something truly wonderful, a new way of life emerges when we understand this. If we feel that we have been living in a cave, it's high time we emerge into the light of a great new day. Let's resolve right now to let us, let our true self emerge, to set our inner person free, to let the power speak through us. That's what, <laughs> That's what Lazarus was trying to do. <laughs> Stay in the cave. Praise God. That was fabulous. That's a great one. That is great. Did you want to do the other reading? Yes. Then we can wrap this baby up. All right. Yeah. Put a bow on it till next time. We have Santa Barbara's favorite Sufi, <laughs> Rabbi, Rabia Archer in the house. You're reading this one from Joyce Kramer. We get Joyce Kramer's email. Thank you to Sammy Smith out there who uh, worked closely with, um, with Joyce in her uh, years before she flew the coop from her body. We know yes. she's still blessing us. Um, what's do you know the name of the the email? Is Joyce one? Kramer Ministries. Joyce Kramer Ministries. If you want to jump on that, so uh, we yeah. So uh, she was Rob, a unity right. minister. Yeah, yeah, long time. Good old school. Yeah, new thought. Kick you upstairs right where you need to be. Yes. Type daily readings. Yeah. Fabulous. Here we go. I live a creative life today by following God's guidance. In all life, there is a creative pattern of growth and development. 
you have an individual, important, unique place in that pattern. You can find and fulfill your God-given purpose if you pray daily and follow up your prayers with constructive action. Prayerfully listen to the deep longings within you. Through them, God is urging you on to the fulfillment of your own creative pattern. Your growth and development involves your whole life, your personal relationships, your work, your health, your financial affairs. Let God direct you. Act upon the direction you receive. God's love, wisdom, and power will work through you as you fulfill your unique creative pattern in the scheme of things. God's purposes for you will prevail. Then from Proverbs 19, verse 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that one of the things I've been doing lately, and this is this goes along with all this, which is taking responsibility for the conditions that are in my life. I'll just sit there and I don't even know what, exactly what or how, but I just say, God, I'm willingly releasing whatever I've been doing that's holding me in these places, that's been holding these conditions to me. I'm willing to release them now. I'm willing to let this go because that's what metaphysics ultimately is all about, that our, our conditions are a reflection of our inner life. And so I'm finding that just taking a few minutes of that is more powerful than maybe trying to, out of fear, trying to find out what I'm going to do oh. next. It's more like, let me just release whatever I've been doing that's been holding this to me that I haven't been fully enjoying and letting out from within the thing that I'm going that I'm doing that I you know my heart's desire. Yes. Dear God, please take this from me. Restore my right mind, teach me to love. Mm. One more time with that. Dear God, please take this from me. Dear God, please take this from me. Restore my right mind. Restore my right mind. Teach me to love. Teach me to love. Amen. That's right. Amen. Yeah, and that's in every moment. Yeah. All mm-hmm. these prayers are we have to let go of like, I have to let go of, I'm going to turn into the guru. Like like each moment is when I have to use each moment. I learn to love again. Each moment I become enlightened again. Each moment, each moment, each moment, each moment. That's what I love. All right. So you want to share anything else before we wrap this baby up? Just, just, I just want to say gratitude one more time. Because really, when I've studied surrendering to God and following God's will, that's the magic piece in it. If I take time to be grateful yeah. every day for the guidance that I got, yeah, and I look at what's happening in my life, and I acknowledge that it was guidance, and then I'm grateful for it, then it's just all magic. Yeah. That's the magic. Amen to that. Amen. That reminds me that it's Butterworth has said it. Others have said it. We're just turning on. I'm really just learning how to turn on. Like if I was the, like the, whatever my dream car is, I'm already that car. I don't have to get it. I just learning how to turn it on. And gratitude is one of those things Yeah, that actually activates who I already am instead of living like a schlub. I start to <laughs> I enjoy life. Gratitude activates who I really am. Yeah. That's, that's what this is all about. Bizarro, are you going to take off your slacks? Take and off. Tell this story. Yes, your Sears suit. 
Oh, my God. I got a sport coat and polyester pants, Ma. I'm getting a real job. Well, she would know that. She's the one who bought them for me. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Rabia at some point. Rabia. Rabia? Rabia. Rabia at some point had done so much forgiving and forgetting. Because, you know, they go hand in hand, forgiving and forgetting. Forgiving is forgetting. Forgiving is forgetting. So Rabia had done so much forgiving and forgetting about the past that she got worried. She went to a psychologist and told them, I'm having trouble remembering anything. The shrink replied, when did all this start? Rabia shrugged. When did what start? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Dilly Law. Fabulous. (laughs) Oh, look who's in the studio. Oh, my gosh. Talking about best is yet to come. It's George Thorough Good. That's right. He is thoroughly good. Yes. How did he get that way? By singing this song. That's right. I hit the big time with my rock and roll band. The future's brighter now than I ever planned. I'm ten times richer than my big brother Bob. But he's got a haircut and he's got a real job. Get a haircut and get a real job. Clean your haircut. Don't be a slob. Get it together like your big brother Bob. Why don't you get get a haircut and get a real job? I was call you Robbie Robbie Shankar. Sufi, <laughs> Ravia, Archer, Santa Barbara's finest. Thank you. Get a haircut and get a real job. Clean up, act up, and don't be a slob. Get it together like your big brother Bob. Why don't you get? Get a haircut and get a real job. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Five hundred dollars. Really? See, two hundred dollars for you. One hundred dollars for you. What the hell? When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away ten percent of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.